Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. everyone and welcome to the first ever midweek episode of the wrap right here on the fiking media network happy thursday afternoon to you all as we are here today with an extra special episode previewing nxt stand and deliver and wrestlemania's night one and two going down over two nights from sofi stadium in inglewood california this is a make good from the wrap that did not air unfortunately this monday on the fiking media network i'm keila cash and by my side as always is my co-captain my right hand the sometimes advocate for the rapidly improving von wagner or maybe he's not so improving these days but he's trying Nonetheless, I bring to you for the first time ever on the network, not salty Scott Young, not even pissed off Scott Young. It is a special time of year. I proudly present to you WrestleMania, Scott Young. Hello, WrestleMania. Thank you for having me, Keela. As always, it's a pleasure to chop it up and talk all things WWE. I, uh, I'm excited to do this. I'm excited to be back and, and, and get a show out there for, for the people. You know, I'm disappointed that our show with Gigi is lost in translation. A lot of real emotion, you know, a lot of, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of serious thought, Sinbad references, just, you know, great accents being thrown around. Just, just a good time lost in the atmosphere, lost in the, uh, in the, uh, in the stratosphere, but, that's okay. We're going to make do here, have a nice WrestleMania preview, and make sure that the people are, are, are happy with the content that they're getting on Fight Game. Absolutely. We feel so bad about that episode that was lost on Monday. It was a lot of fun to record with Gigi. He will be back very soon. We can assure you of that. And Scott's emotions were really high on Saturday because he had to do something he never thought he would do on this show, and that is praise Newly minted father of the year, Rey Mysterio. So let me go ahead and get this out the way. Keila said that this was something that I had to do. So I'll, I'll <laughs> go ahead and do it. I'll go ahead and do it. Listen, I've been hard on Rey Mysterio. As a father, 
as a father, <laughs> been hard on Rey Mysterio these last few months. This dude's been softer than baby butt. But I will say that this past week, he's uh he's he's shown some moxie. You know, he's he's decided to stand up for himself and 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 look Dominic right into his stomach as as tall as Rey Mysterio can, and he punched that dude right in his face. It took him literally having to get ready to put hands on his mother. You know, he he got to say he call his his little sister stupid, so he called Rey Mysterio's baby girl stupid. But that's okay. That's okay. You know, I'm on board with the six one nine now. He gave Dominic what he wanted. Listen. If this man comes out at WrestleMania with a leather belt, I'm all in. That's all I'm asking. My man needs to just come out with a leather belt, and I needed some point for him to spank Dominic in the middle of the ring during WrestleMania. See, first of all, you shady. <laughs> because you did not come for that man's height on our weekend show. But you had to come through and you had to come through with that backhand compliment to say he got to Dominic's stomach. How dare you? Listen, he got there, though. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like he was struggling to get there. He was there. And, you know, I was proud of that man as a father. You should be ashamed of yourself. You just can't bring yourself to deliver a 100% compliment to one Rey Mysterio. You got to have like a little hint of shade thrown in for good measure. I did it once. It's not my fault that it's lost in translation. So <laughs> I got I got nothing to do with that. So you treated this like a one-shot deal, like RVD. I understand. Exactly. I do. Shame on you, though. Denying the people what they wanted, gave them half of the morsel of Rey Mysterio love. Maybe it will all come during WrestleMania weekend. But before we dive into all of the recaps and reviews to come, let's dive into our second favorite topic, which is the Wrestling Conference standings. It might be Thursday, but it's irrelevant here when it comes to the NBA as we enter the home stretch for the regular season. So as we stand right now, we have the Warriors in the sixth spot, 40 and 37, six and four in their last 10 on a one game winning streak by beating the Pelicans on Tuesday night. Then the Lakers are still sitting pretty in the eighth spot, 38 and 38, batting 500, six and four in their last 10, and also rocking a one-game winning streak by beating the Chicago Bulls after Patrick Beverly cashed in that receipt, Scott, a few days before by beating the Lakers. Yeah, he did. You know, Pat Bev talks a good game. He backed it up. Well, he didn't back it up, but the Chicago Bulls backed it up. And, uh, you know, he gave LeBron the little too small thing, and that's fine because, you know, AR-15 came back tonight and gave Pat Bev a couple of too smalls. So, you know, it's all good. LeBron had to get his legs back. You know, they had to adjust to LeBron playing again. We still have the worst coach in the league. Um, Another great conversation that's lost in the – in the stratosphere, uh, me explaining my disdain and the reasonings why. My, my put my coaching hat, my disdain for Darvin Ham. I won't get into that again, but we'll save that for another day when he makes another awful. We'll save it for the next time we talk about it because he makes awful decisions every game. But in spite of all that, Lakers are playing real well. Um, you know, they tried to say that Austin Reeves was only scoring because he was shooting free throws. He only had like two free throws tonight, still dropped 20. Um, you know, We'll take all the excuses we can get, but the Lakers are still solid, still a dangerous team. It's crazy to think that the two of the most dangerous teams in the Western Conference playoffs 
are probably not going to have home court at any point in time. The Warriors and the Lakers. That is a crazy stat. They're going to be on the road, most likely trying to put in that work. I'm hoping the Warriors wake up and say the road is going to be their victor because they've been through it this regular season. But I'm excited. The playing is going to be a lot of fun. Avoid that spot, Warriors. I beg of the hold on to that sixth spot for at least another couple of weeks. But I'm excited. Home stretch of the NBA regular season is upon us. But I am most excited about WrestleMania weekend, the busiest weekend of our lives, Scott. So before we dive into the preview for Stand and Deliver and WrestleMania 39, your overall vibe heading into this weekend. I'm excited. I I think they've done a good job of, you know, r- ramping it up. They've got the big stories. And to me, to me, WrestleMania this year really feels like you know, one of those heavyweight fights, you know, like a, a Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury fight where you know what the big fight is. And that's what everybody's coming to see. Everybody's coming to see the bloodline, you know, and Cody Rose. Like that's that's the big matchup. That's the marquee matchup. But you've got all these other matches, this undercard that's just really, really well done, you know, regardless of what's selling WrestleMania is that main event. But You've got all these, you know, the, the tag title match. That's probably one of the ones that a lot of people are talking about the most, the triple threat, which might even be the best match, a match that you've already started at five stars, Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins. <clears throat> Both ladies' matches, regardless of the build, are going to deliver the 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 tag title, that tag title, but the tag team matches, women's, and, well, at least the men's, men's and women's, they're both going to have some nice spots in them and good moments for everyone involved. So there is even, even the Brock Lesnar Omos match, I am going to go out on a limb and say is going to over deliver. Omos had a really good match with Strowman. Brock gets really good matches out of these guys in these sprints. Brock had a really good match with Goldberg, with Goldberg at WrestleMania <laughs> for that universal title. I'm confident he can get a good match out of Omos. And just the visual of him tossing Omos and hitting the F5, this is this is going to be a show with not only moments, we're going to have great matches. I I am really, really excited. Me too. I am hyped for the weekend. Hall of Fame kicks off Friday. Cannot wait for that. And then we got WrestleMania, night one and two. We got NXT before that. We got a lot of shows going around LA. I'm trying to keep up with everything. But as you said, the card's been built up beautifully. The bloodline is the draw. And what's so refreshing is that this card for both nights is basically built on the current stars of WWE. The people that have been pushed on TV for the last year and for the last year or so. You might have your part-time players here and there, but this is a card that is basically driven by the current stars of WWE and hardly a legend to be found. And for that, I am thankful. Yeah, and, you know, the legends that they are using, you know, the Edge, John Cena, Trish and Lita, you know, they're, they're, at least they're, there's more of a, a, you know, it seems like there's more of a purpose. Like, the Edge has been around, so he it's not like he's part-timing it. So even though he's a legend status, he's he's been around. You know, he's he's put in the grind. John Cena is John Cena. If we can get a John Cena match, no one's going to complain, especially at this stage of his career. Um, you know, the Trish and Lita thing, it's not really what I would have done. It's not really what I wanted in particular, but even that match to an extent, you know, I'm fully expecting at least something to come out of it or a definitive end to the story. So there is something to be said about the current 
generation of stars really kind of headlining and controlling uh, the WrestleMania, you know, in the past, there was always a big match always revolved around an older star. And that's not the case. We're kicking WrestleMania off with John Cena. So I think that's a great point that you brought up, you know, because that that's really been a crutch that WWE has fallen upon, especially during WrestleMania time. So it is nice to see that the young stars are front and center, the new faces, and it is it does feel like an ushering in of a new era and trusting who you have and believing they can be built up for this moment and tickets have been selling not only for wrestlemania but for house shows television every time i see a post this is the most grossing event that is not a pay-per-view in this market it's insane how hot wwe is right now and i cannot wait for wrestlemania weekend most importantly besides the event itself I want to see the stage. I want to see the design for WrestleMania 39. Hopefully that drops sometime tonight as they tend to do a couple of days before WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I think it's visually it's going to be really impressive. You know, we just did a, a throwback show. Make sure you go check that out on the Patreon. We just did a throwback show looking at WrestleMania 31. And, it, you know, that that set was so visually impressive. And I I, I can't wait to see this set that they're going to have here for the, for the Hollywood WrestleMania. Um, the one thing I am concerned about, you know, we talked about it here on this show for the last few weeks. I've brought it up the ramp size and distance. It's going to be very important, especially when it comes to that main event. Uh, you know, we already know Roman likes to have that undertaker type style walk to the <laughs> ring. Uh, we give him too long of a ramp. We might have to play his music, his theme music about four or five times before he gets down there. That means we got at least four or five stops of pyro. There's a lot of moving parts here. So they just need to be careful how long that ramp size is. Well, I already told you what I'm going to do. I'm baking cookies during Roman's <laughs> right, entrance right. off top. So he can give me a good 15 minutes to get the cookies ready to go. Cody has professed that he will have the most expensive pyro in WrestleMania history. Hey, he has said this. I told you those drones making that <laughs> ugly tattoo in the sky <laughs> is coming. I'm telling you. The FAA better get ready for the drones, the flyover that Scott has suggested, and the most expensive pyro in the history of WrestleMania. And we are not counting the intro for the damn show. The main event's pyro will cost $10 million. That's the main event of night two. (laughs) Okay. That's the main event of night two. Because let's keep it 100. There's going to be... most likely there's going to be a title change at the end of night one, whether it's the tag title that closes or Rhea Charlotte, you know, there's going to, even if there's not, you know, there's going to be a good amount of pyro being shot off there too. I mean, this, you know, Logan Paul is going to have some pyro. He ain't coming back for nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Bianca Belair says she's got something special lined up. So who knows what that's going to entail? Come on now. Like, the pyro, the pyro budget itself. It's got to be over a million. $20 million. Holy hell. Am I lying? Possibly. But Cody and Roman combined is $10 million. It's the gate. At least the the gate. gate. Yes, at least a gate for night one or two. Preferably night one because that's the most draw. But night two is picking up too. So it might be two gates when you think about it. But not only that, Bianca Belair 
girl, you had a drum line last year. What can we possibly do to top that? <laughs> she might come flying in on a hovercraft or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know she might just come flying on it on a hovercraft or something like that you know i didn't see them little them little jet packs that have been floating around the internet she might have copped one of them who knows because i'm wondering like i remember we talked about the show last year in the late hours of the morning on skype and i was marking out for this drum line so i'm like what the hell can you possibly do to top a fucking drum line i don't know you go full on marching band. Oh God! Ooh, I mean, I love you, it. you go full on marching band. You start with the drum line. You're like, oh, it's the same thing as last year. Then the drum line starts walking. Then out come the marching band. You know, one set of instruments at a time. You just keep, you know, like that little Wayne song. Let the beat build, and you know, you get a different set of different set of instruments every time. You just keep doing that over and over until her entrance finally plays. Then you hear that, and then she comes out, and the crowd goes crazy. I love that. We need You're welcome, that. So Bianca, Bianca and WrestleMania. <laughs> Look at Scott giving you last minute suggestions and they're going to call the band at the last minute. Hey, USC, are you available? <laughs> right. <laughs> Trojans, are you free on Saturday or Sunday? I know it's last minute. Can I just get like, just get, let me just get like a half of your normal team. That's all I need. <laughs> Here's the musical sheets. Here you go. Here's right. the lyrics to the song. You got it. Ready to go. Listen to Scott. Piece this audio and you go do your thing, USC. Am I being biased? Perhaps that's the closest school they can get to in LA within a reasonable time frame. But enough talking about entrances and pyro, which is going to be very expensive. It's now time to dive into the first show going down on Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific for my West Coasters out there. It is NXT, and I got to do my best pretty deadly because they're awesome. And now I must profess as, as well, they will now get from me unlimited cheddar biscuits officially. Mm. Oh, wow. I love them. That's a I big, adore that's them. A big, uh, that's a big uh, get right there for a pretty deadly. Yes, they are very pretty. Very, very pretty. Gosh, you darn know, it, I don't, I don't think that I don't think they're that good looking guys. What? You know, I don't. They just excuse me. I I don't get it. Like some, like most <laughs> most of the guys, I'm like, all right, I get it. You know, I get it. He's a good looking. But these two, I I don't get it. I am offended that you don't see how pretty they really are. They act pretty, but I I don't see the visual of them being pretty. Did you see him on Tuesday? <laughs> Not this Tuesday, thankfully. I mean, well, I don't know if it's thankfully or unfortunately. I saw him last Tuesday. <laughs> if you saw them this Tuesday, your perspective might change just a wee little bit. Okay. All right. I I'll like them. They're very, very pretty, damn it. But oh, I like them too. I like them too. I just... I don't know, man, because I've 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 seen this quite a few times on, from the female fan base. You know, they they like pretty, and I just I don't get it. I don't see it, and that's not me hating. I just don't see it. Okay, so feet to the fire, very quickly. Prettier tag team, pretty deadly, or hook and jungle boy. Well, it depends on what you're going for. If you're going for if if you're going for two grown men, then you're probably gonna want pretty deadly. If you're going for more of like the youthful bad boy look, then you're probably gonna want Jack and uh Jack and Hook. Okay. 
that's a very fair assessment. They're my two you know, prettiest tag teams in wrestling today. Because they're they're different. They got they have two very different looks. Like mm. Jack and Jack and Hook look like they could go like to the club and just <laughs> go sit down and here come the women. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> you know, pretty deadly seem like they walk around in some nice suits and have a nice fancy dinner, you know. They just they just seem like they're just very different. And I can respect that. This is top-notch analysis from Scott Young. I love that for him. I really do. <laughs> About which tag team is prettier? <laughs> yeah. Jungle Jungle Hook or Pretty Deadly? Yes, this is the debate people want to hear. Who is the prettiest, <laughs> damn it? We give the people what they want here on a Thursday. It's different, and I enjoy it. But in all seriousness, allow me to channel my inner Pretty Deadly as we now preview Stand and deliver. And we kick things off with a match that has now piqued my interest a bit more since we last talked. It is Chase University, Andre Chase, Duke Hudson, and Thea Hill, and Tyler Bate versus The Schism, Joe Gacy, Jagger Reed, Rip Fowler, and Ava, who is making her debut in the ring for the first time ever. And this is an eight-person mixed tag team match. And the winner gains control of Chase University. This could be a low-key, sneaky, good match. Both teams are talented, but I do not trust Duke Hudson. He's been giving me some surliness as of late. I think he has an inner plot to possibly sell this school from underneath Andre Chase and company. But we'll see how it goes. But your take on this match, Scott, and who will come out the winner? I don't care. Um, but, <laughs> but wow, I, I don't though. Like they didn't shoehorn Tyler Bate in this because they ain't got nothing else for him to do. They couldn't just make the five way a six way and put Tyler Bate in that, give him something meaningful to do. Instead, they got this man trying to be the Yoda Zen master over here, and and you know be the be the 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 counteract to the evil the evil powers that be of, of, you know, that group, Joe Gacy and his squad. Listen, I want to see Ava. I want to see what she can do in the ring. I think Joe Gacy will show out again. Like he did in the last special. He, he tends to have a really nice showing in these things. Andre chase is going to get a great reaction. Duke turning. That's interesting because you know, if he does turn does him versus Andre, does anybody really care about that? You know, I could be wrong, but, it does seem like Duke is eventually going to turn, and they, I do think there is something with Duke. Um, I got, I got, I got Chase. You winning though? I, I think they end up pulling it out. I think Tyler Bate gets the win. Um, yeah, I got Chase. You winning? NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to YouTube.com/presale to get fifty dollars off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends nine nineteen. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy 
your happy price, Priceline. All right. So I got Chase U winning as well. I don't trust Duke Hudson, but I'm pulling for Chase U to pull out this W to kick off the show if they're going to kick off the stand and deliver event on Saturday. But I got to go to something that Gigi said on our show about Ava's in-ring debut. Dwayne The Rock Johnson better be there backstage to see his daughter perform for the very first time in front of people. Otherwise, he is going to replace Rey Mysterio as the worst father of the year. Not only that, there will be a meeting set up between uh, Dwayne, Titus, and Kofi. Um, you know, so he can get some lessons from some real fathers. Uh, that's a great point by Gigi that was made. Uh, and I'm glad you brought that up because first of all, the rock's not, let's, let's just get the rock's not showing up at the performance center. Okay. He's, he's not, he ain't showing up at NXT <laughs> at 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay. <laughs> he's not going to be there now. Well, he maybe he's gonna have a live. Maybe he'll be watching it, and he'll maybe Facetime or before and after. Maybe, but listen, I agree with you. He's gonna be on the. He's gonna be on the worst father of the year list if he's not there to see his baby girl with wrestling. You know that black and Samoan in his veins, like he said in that Tech Nine song, running through his. <laughs> you know, running through. And if he ain't there, you know, I, that's a great point. Be a good father. Be the best father you can be, Dwayne. You need a win here in the PR department. So you be need a win, Black Adam, because that didn't win. <laughs> it's been some L's lately. XFL ain't XFLing. Be real. So um, I'm on need for him to be there for his daughter, even if it's FaceTime. It's something. I agree. I'll, I'll take FaceTime. If you FaceTime her before and after the match, and I'm cool, you know. And I think Gigi also brought up another point. I don't want to see no before and after video of her FaceTiming The Rock. That goes mm-hmm. everything against her character. And, her, and I get you, you can just, you don't have to show that. Let her have her moment by herself, but don't show that. Don't record that. Keep that separate. Don't, don't have that in, the, at, you know, in some video package with Walker. Because you already know Walker's going to be there, probably holding the phone for the, hey, Dwayne, here's your daughter, you know, <laughs> or Walker, that guy. And, don't even get me started on him. I saw that awful segment he had with Roxanne. Why does this dude want to turn the show into some drama? Nobody uh, wants to see you act, dude. I'm sorry. Now, now, Scott, we know that NXT is Bayside High, right? He's Mr. Belding. Essentially. Essentially. That's what he is. He's there as a principal to offer some life-changing advice oh to Roxanne God. Perez. You can do it like I did 30 years ago. I almost quit. My anxiety almost got the best of me, but I got my ass up and I fought. So you could do it too, Roxanne. <laughs> I believe in you. Like I believed in myself because God damn it, I was you 30 years ago. That dude anxiety. That dude ain't pick himself up. That dude lost his smile and went home and collected a paycheck for a little while. <laughs> the nervous guy. Di- Listen, Uncle Phil and Mister Feeney, you are not Walker. Okay, <laughs> you are not. <laughs> oh, the shade Walker just got. Sorry, HBK. My apologies to you, but it's the truth. He's living. He's living out his best Mister Building fantasy, and I don't blame him for that because NXT is really saved by the bell. As we move on to 
a very random triple threat match for the NXT Tag Team Championship involving Gallus, Mark Coffey, and Wolfgang versus the Creed Brothers, Brutus, and Julius Creed with an Ivy Nile in their corner versus the D'Angelo family, Tony D'Angelo and Channing Stax Lorenzo. And I expect this match to be perfectly fine, but Gallus is starting to slowly get over due to the vignettes and him at the pool hall and the Creed Brothers are great. I adore them. Tony D's good. Sax is all right. We'll see how the match goes. But I expect the heat spots to actually be Wolfgang, Julius, and possibly Tony D tearing it up when need be. Yeah, I think this would be a fun match. Um, you know, I, I thought they were doing the whole Tony D and Sax turning babyface, but now I, I, you know, I'm not really too sure after the match on Tuesday. So I don't, you know, I don't know. The fans seem, you know, they've they've been behind Tony D since the jump, so. I don't know. I don't know as far as reaction goes. And Gallus, like you said, they want them to be the heels, but they're starting to get over with their own vignettes. And I like them anyway, because they bring a nice different style. We know what the Creed brothers bring. I think it's about time to bring the Creed brothers up to the main roster. Um, too soon, maybe, but that's why you put them with a the Chad Gable. That way you can kind of slowly bring them up and they can work with a guy who's just smooth and great in the ring. This is a good tough one to call, though. Gallus just really got the bells. They're just starting to build momentum. But I really kind of see Tony D and Stax. I think Tony D and Stax pull off an upset, man. Um, I think the, I think Tony D gets his first taste of gold, and uh, I'm going with them, too. I'm going with the mob to win the tag titles. That cracked me up when you said that on our last episode, that you're pulling for the mob that you're endorsing illegal criminality on NXT to walk away with the tag team titles. I respect you for that. And I might have to throw in with the mob as well. It's time for Tony D and company to grab some gold and be the champs for a bit. Gals will be okay. And I think the Creed brothers are in line for a main roster promotion very soon. I think they've done all they can do on NXT. I love Julius's future a lot. Brutus is very good as well. But I think they are primed for that main roster push whenever the draft takes place post-WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think, you know, I talked about the Chad Gable thing. You could do that. But you don't You don't have to bring them up with anybody. You know, you can just bring them up as the Creed brothers and just they're the type of team that you bring up and you just have them do squash matches with. You know, you you have them come up. They They just start laying into guys. You know, and that because that's what's going to get them over. That's when people. That's what caught people's eye in NXT is just how physical they are. So you get that physicality over. You know, people people sleep on squash matches, but ask Braun Strowman. That's what got him over. You know, like that's it. It those things still work. You know, getting a finisher over, getting a big move over. If I'm doing squash matches and they've got three and a three and a you know three weeks of squash matches, I am winning each of those three matches with a different move. So then when you face somebody good, all three every time you hit one of those three moves, it means something. You see them win a match with it. So I agree with you. They're ready for it. There's nothing else they can do on uh, on NXT, and I, I think it's time for NXT to. You know, we talked about WrestleMania getting a little influx of, you know, the fresh talent and not relying. I think it's time for it. I not think, but it's time for NXT to start uh, shuffling the deck a little bit, too, and getting some new faces in there. 
it is time for a reset. I believe that as well. And the beauty of the Cree brothers possibly moving up is that they get to work with some great talent on the main roster and they're going to get better faster because there's some horses out there that can definitely push them in the right direction to be one of the best tag teams in WWE. And like I said before, Julius got it. He's got the goods to be a great single star very soon. Brutus got it too. Still needs a ways to go in the ring, but I love their potential as brothers since day one to be a dominant tag team and possible single stars in WWE for years to come. Our next matchup is for the NXT North American Championship. It is Wesley versus Dragon Lee versus JD McDonough versus Ilya Dragunov versus Axiom in a fatal five-way match. A lot of talent in this match. This will be the show stiller, I presume, for Stand and Deliver. But I would say this might be too many cooks in the kitchen because I would love to see Wesley versus Dragon Lee or Wesley versus Dragon Lee versus Axiom and then give me JD versus Ilya part three on this show and they would tear it down for 20 plus minutes but in this vacuum the match would still be absolutely incredible but it would be very spot heavy yeah you know i this is when you talk about debuts in nxt one of the best debuts and actually probably wwe history was Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn a showcase match where they could just tear the house down that's what Dragon Lee deserves. You know, that's with the hype that he's got, you know, um, that's that's the type of matchup that he deserves, a showcase matchup. Give me him versus Axiom in a nice showcase matchup. And like you said, Elia and JD, they've had, I mean, they've, their matches are so good and they beat each other up so much that that's all you need to have them have a singles match. And hell, to be honest with you, no one would have gotten upset if you said we're going to do Wesley and Dijak too at this. You know what I mean? Like there's so many other options and ways that we could have, we could have gone about this. We could have had someone come down from the main roster, you know, and, and, and gave Wesley a nice victory. So I, I'm with you, I'm with you. And this is something that, you know, we talked about in the lost episode, but th- there, instead of this, this five way and, and, and Tyler, Tyler Bate, that's there's another guy that we, we were talking about, Tyler Bate. Like he could have been in this whole little mix right here. Wesley versus Tyler Bate. Give me that. <laughs> you know, like there's there's so many things we could have done, but this is what we have. Um I I don't know why, but part of me really wants to pick JD. You know, I feel like he might mess around and sneak a win out. I don't think Dragon Lee wins here. Um for some reason, that's not what WWE does. They're not going to bring this guy in and just give him everything like they probably should. But he's not going to win, but he's going to be showcased. I'm really torn between JD and um, and Wesley. I, it's one of those two. Axiom has no chance. I think he's going to probably go in the back and work on his superpowers on a new uh, or a new mask with scripts. You know, they they're back there giving each other tips on how to make a mask, so he won't win. Uh, Ilya, I don't think he's going to win, but he'll be a nice feature. <sighs> Wesley probably will, but I'm going to pick JD because he's my guy. That is a solid pick. That's your guy. He's grown on me in the last few months. I wasn't having him at first, but he's really grown into an exceptional performing presence on NXT USA. This is very difficult for me because I love everybody in this match. Wesley is such a star. We saw that 
at Vengeance Day a couple of months ago. He is going to be a force on the main roster when that time comes. I love Axiom. Elio's my dude, too. Dragon Lee, super talented. JD has won me over. If I had to pick, I am going to roll with Dragon Lee. I'll take it. Oh, wow. I think this is be. I think you make a debut. You win. Why not? Okay, so let me let me ask you this then. I I like to pick, and I hope you're right because that's how you debut somebody. Um, does he pin Wesley? Ooh. Does he pin the champion? Ooh, ooh. I think he doesn't because oh, I'm torn. Because Wesley can get a rematch regardless, but I will say that I think he pins axiom to win the title he probably pins jd jd loses all the time that's the only problem i have with the way he's booked in nxt he's booked as his great heel but he just loses every big match so if if dragon lee does i could see them having them pin like a jd or somebody axiom's the odd man out so probably axiom but yeah wesley probably not getting pinned that way you can save that one-on-one match for an nxt show or the next special I agree. It's still going to be a show stiller of a match. I firmly believe that. And all five guys are going to show up and show out when it counts most. Cannot wait for this match for the title on Saturday as we move on to a tag team championship match on the women's side of things involving the champions, Fallon Henley and Kiana James, who finally kissed the version Brooks Jensen this past Tuesday on NXT as they face off against the witches, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn for the NXT women's tag team championship. This match is going to be all right, but I think it's going to be about the angle of what happens with Kiana James. Will she turn on Fallon Henley? Will she be outed as cheating on Brooks Jensen, who apparently does not have access to the internet or television clips or a TV to realize who in the hell is Sebastian? <laughs> See, I... I t- Listen, I don't care about Hocus Pocus versus Little Big Town. All right, I, I don't, I don't, I don't care about this match. All right, I, I, I'm a, I'm gonna take Little Big Town. I think they keep the titles, even though Hocus. I don't know, man. <sighs> Give me the Fire Twins. I'll take them. Um, Alba and um, it's Alba Fire. Who, who's her partner again? Isla Dawn. Isla Dawn. Isla Dawn. Always going to. Isla Dawn. Um, so, so let me just get this straight. They had a match and she like gave, and she gave Alba like some poison goo coming out of her mouth and now they're a tag team. Yes. By some miracle, they bonded <laughs> okay. through witchcraft. I just, I just wanted to connect the dots right there. So, so they, yes, they bonded. What's that? Uh, what's that old nineties witch movie? They came out. See, we're not going to insult the craft on this <laughs> there, day. There it is. There we ain't going to insult that because the craft is a low-key cult classic. There it is. <laughs> we ain't comparing Hocus Pocus and no damn craft, okay? Hocus Pocus is a great movie. It is, but the craft, mm-mm. Don't put that on them. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll take the craft. I, I, I was I did pick Little Big Town on the first show, and I was gonna pick them at first, but I'm gonna I'm take the craft. <laughs> See now you're trolling me. You're deliberately. I couldn't think of their name. So now that you gave it to me, I can start using. It. I couldn't think of what the name of that movie was. 
I, I despise you now to put the craft on them like that. But I will say that their finisher is pretty cool. I will say that. Backbreak into a senton, love it. Yeah, that is pretty good. So I would give the craft and Samantha and Sabrina credit for that. Okay. There we go. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. See, that's pretty that. good. Mm-hmm. Samantha and Sabrina. Yeah. The Spellman twins. Ooh. Mm-hmm. See, that's not bad. That's not. That's pretty good. I try on this show. I do try my best. But go, little Big Town. Handle your business with fish and game. But Brooks, you're a damn idiot. You don't even know. Never mind. It's just no access to any technology to see this show week to week. But I digress on all of that. As we move on to Roxanne Perez defending her championship against Zoe Stark, Gigi Dolan, Tiffany Stratton, Lyra Vicaria, and Indy Harwell in a ladder match for the NXT Women's Championship. Prior to Roxanne being re-added to this match, I needed to pray because choices for some people in this match zoe was going to be the glue trying to hold things together thank god roxanne is there to also be the glue to hold things together but i totally would have swapped out indy hartwell for sol ruka despite her love of experience at least she would have done some cool shit but this match with the addition of the champion should be better than how it looked just a few days ago I I mean, you made this the ladder match instead of that five way with those fellas in it, like with Axiom, Dragon Lee, Wesley, Elia, and JD. That's not the one you give the ladders to, you know. Like, make it make sense. I just like, make it make sense. Um, like Indy Hartwell, she hasn't won a match in months, except for the match to get into this. That's the only match she's won. So it's like. I don't know. Um, I'm I, I'm fully expecting a moonsault from Tiffany onto everyone. I hope it's safe. I do wonder if she's going to triple jump the ladder, jump each rung all the way to the tippy top. That'd be a sight. But I I think Roxanne wins. They've done all of this to make her seem in peril. They gave us one of the worst skits in NXT history. Um Shout out to my impact people, but it, it looked like an impact skit. Like this, that was wow. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll go with Roxanne. I think she retains. They've done way too much for her to lose the title. If she was going to lose it, just don't even put her in the match. So Roxanne retains. I got Roxanne retaining too. She's getting this HBK Hallmark story of the year from 30 years ago. Fine. Let him live out his fantasies. But I think the match will be all right. We're going to see some stuff. Not always going to be pretty, but as you said, this allowed a match over the Fatal Five way. Definitely choices indeed, but that's Walker HBK for you. As we move on to an unsanctioned match involving Johnny Gargano versus Grayson Waller. And you would think if his lights out, this would be the last match on the card. We'll see about it. But I know that I have not been the biggest fan of this feud due to the home invasion angle from a few weeks ago when Johnny got his ass beat in the cul-de-sac in front of his wife and baby and Candace's acting was definitely a choice. Grayson Waller is a great heat magnet. We'll see how he does in this setting, quite possibly the match of his life against Johnny wrestling as he bids adieu to NXT for good. One quick thing, since we won't be bringing up the ladies anymore. One of the I, they don't have Gigi or JC on this card. 
come again. Can you repeat that for the people? They don't have Gigi or JC on this card. Say it one more time. I, like, seriously, they don't have Gigi or JC on this card. They don't. How? How? That is a very good question. <laughs> what? I mean, you, they, they I, I, I don't under, I, I don't understand that. I, 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 and I, 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 sorry, I know we're talking about that, but it's just like, I just thought about that when you went through the, the women's match and you don't have those two. Why wouldn't you just throw them in there? Gigi's <laughs> but, there actually. Gigi's there. But JC's not. She has separated shoulder. Ah, there we go. Okay. Now I see why. I forgot Gigi was in the match. Completely forgotten. Now, you know, that's just shady. And I said her name. <laughs> that's why I said, can you come again? Say that one more time. I, you sure I about can... Gigi not being in that matchup? I Damn, Gigi. Forgot. He said who? Yeah, I, I forgot all about her. And you did say her name. And I, I still I still went blank on her. Mm-hmm. Well, don't mind me. You're so rude. <laughs> we, you, not only have you shaded Gigi and JC, you're shading this match too. You've offered no thoughts on who's going to win. You just skipped right past him. <laughs> <laughs> the disrespect. No, I, I said Roxanne. No, I'm talking about Johnny Gargano and Grayson Waller. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What has happened? After having to watch that little backstage <laughs> brawl that, or you know, backyard brawl that they had, I'm good on this. I'll give you, I, I guess Johnny's gonna win. I'll go with Johnny. I'm still I, trying to figure out how I forgot about Gigi. I'm trying to figure out how you have shaded this match to just talk about people who, who are actually in the match. Not only that, but they completely dismissed this match. <laughs> you just said whatever. <laughs> I can't believe this. Listen, in, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm thinking like Gigi and JC are in this match, even though we, you definitely mentioned them, and I'm just like, there's, they're just not in this match, and it, and like, I'm just thinking, I got it, I got to bring it up, and then they're in, she's in the match, and JC's got a separated shoulder, and I'm like, oh well, maybe if I had just could have just Wikipedia that, and not even have to say anything. My mind is blown. The fact that you just gave two giant middle fingers to Johnny Wrestling versus Grayson Waller by completely you know I'm a Grayson dismissing. Fan. And you just completely dismissed this unsanctioned match. You just said, oh, well, Johnny wins. Bye. Wow. I am sure. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, let me ask you do you care? It's my job to care, Scott. <laughs> Whether I pretend to or not, it is my job to wake up, to cover this show to the very best of my ability and somehow find a way to care about this match. I do care to a point. I am also pulling for Johnny Gargano. But the fact that you completely said, fuck this match, next... <laughs> says everything that I need to know about your true feelings about this unsanctioned match. Because I 
have completely forgotten what we're supposed to be doing. What we're supposed to be doing next. I am lost. Well, after, cause I mean, real quick before we move on to the main event, which I think is the last one. Don't ask me though, because I'll forget. Oh <laughs> I'll forget. But after watching Johnny Gargano for Raw in the last few months, I could I could care less about what this guy does. And clearly his wife doesn't care what he does either because she was like, dude, you're getting your tail beating around the front yard? Come on, man. You know, so. Candice is acting. I still can't get over it. She's a wrestler, though. She's seen things. Nothing shocks her. Not even her husband getting beat up in front of her or the baby. Poor Quill. That's actually not a bad explanation for that, though. Yeah. If she was a civilian, she'd be like crying. But Candice, I've seen things. That's Death Match Candace that. right there. Yeah, I, this doesn't phase me in the least. That's yeah. Candace's philosophy. Ain't no blood. You all right. <laughs> it's a little dirt in your eye. You be okay. You got some water to flush that out. There you go. You seen one Get of my your PWG matches? <laughs> I went to war, honey. Went to war. What can you say about it? That's Candace's philosophy. I do love that for her. Her acting was so bad, though. No lie. But I, I care about this match more than Scott. Hopefully he cares a bit more during our review on Sunday morning. As we now segue to our main event for Stand and Deliver, involving Braun Breaker versus Carmelo Hayes for the NXT Championship. It is him versus a standout star as the champion, Braun Breaker. I'm looking forward to this match. The build has been so-so, but I love the Prime Target video package that both men did for their match a couple of days ago on NXT. Love the in-depth profiles on both men. And I predict a title change and possibly a turn from one Braun Breaker. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, uh, that's actually very interesting. Because I, I think if Braun does turn, I think he retains. And I think that's how... Like, I, I think if... I think that's interesting, though, and that might make me change my pick because I was going to go with Melo because I think he gets a nice uh, – I think he becomes a new champion. But the Braun turning thing, that's interesting. If Bron- I'll say this. If Braun turns, I think he retains the title. But if there's no turn, I got Melo winning. Ooh. Do you think Trick plays a role in this? Let me tell you. I, I, Trick and Mel- Melo is a great – is a perfect combination – I wouldn't mind Trick Williams being a hype man for Braun Breaker. I think that would be an interesting concept right there. Like, I, imagine him turning, imagine him becoming the modern day, like, kind of like Paul Heyman, where he just advocates for people who he knows are top guys, champions. And obviously, he's got a little size on him. He can go a little bit too. Like, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Hell, maybe Trick even, maybe Melo wins and Trick pulls a Kevin Owens and slams his head on the ramp on the way up. And that's the closing shot is Trick standing over a fallen new champion. I can see that too, because I remember that Carmelo told Trick during the Prime Target preview that he was trying to lessen his time at the club and Trick was a little miffed by that. Yeah, see, that's... Mellow about to get real serious and focused and trick like, nah, man, I need, I'm trying to play games. <laughs> trying to club, trying right. to hang out overnight, do my thing. Yeah, I don't trust trick. So I could see an alliance between trick Williams and Braun Breaker. It would be different. And I 
would like it. Why not? But I'm here for Carmelo's entrance above everything else in that Staples Center, which I refuse to call Crypto Arena, is a Staples Center to me always. I agree. And this wraps up the Stand and Deliver preview after Scott completely dismissed Johnny Gargano versus Grayson Waller in an unsanctioned match. That was an all-time rap moment, I must say. <laughs> uh, hey, no, no shade to Grayson, though. Grayson's my guy. Grayson's my guy. I'm looking forward to seeing him on the main roster soon. It's too late for you to clean this up now. <laughs> For you to give Grayson Waller the Miz career path. Yeah, he won't be that successful, but he'll have a nice career. See? Another shot. Just can't help it. Shameful. But let's dive into WrestleMania going over two nights from SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. We're going to get to night one, presumably the matches taking place for each night of WrestleMania this ain't official, but we're going to dive into it nonetheless. We're going to talk about, first up, the match that will kick off WrestleMania 39 on Saturday night. It will be Austin Theory defending his United States Championship against John Cena. John Cena ethered Austin Theory several weeks ago on Monday Night Raw. He took that man's heart out, ate it for lunch, stumped on it, and told him, you can have it back. But Theory has been able to counter by saying that he is the youngest United States champion. He's built for this moment. He's not here for the applause. He's here for himself, and he is going to beat John Cena at WrestleMania. He humbled and shaded the Street Profits. We had no defense for our boys a few weeks ago on this very show. This should be the biggest match of Austin Theory's life. John Cena will pass the torch and give Theory the dub. Oh, so you're you're already going you're already calling for the the Theory win. It has to happen. I agree. I think it does have to happen. Um even though in my my fantasy booking mind, I got John Cena beating Austin Theory having a US Open challenge on the Raw after Mania. Braun Breaker answers and beats John Cena for that same U.S. title. Um, that's just my my you know two K mind going crazy right there. But yeah, I think Austin Theory wins. Um, Jeremy Finestone says something a couple weeks ago on the wrap that I thought was very uh, po- uh, poignant as far as this match and that Theory needs to beat him convincingly, like he needs to you know, kick out of AAs and he needs to hit him with an AA. He needs to hit him with a town down and he needs to go as far as it probably makes Cena tap out and just shock and all. But then again, do you want to start the show like that? So I'll go with the, what I think is an upset. I think John Cena wins the U S title. Wow. You think Cena's going to win? I no, but <laughs> something is telling me don't something's telling me don't bet against Cena at WrestleMania, man. So like I feel like Cena's Tom Brady. You know, you just you don't bet against that guy. Sometimes you're wrong, but you just don't bet against him. I'm a, I'm gonna take Cena. You're brazen to pick him. I don't know. He's going first for a reason. He's gotta fly out of LA by <laughs> 10 30 Pacific. So <laughs> is he carrying a championship in tow? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I listen. I, I I hope I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong, but I I'm here for Cena winning that title. I mean, why the hell not? <laughs> why the hell not? Let Theory beat him on Raw. Let Theory beat him in front of two million. 
I'm not opposed to that. I, well, hmm. Well, Cena's right. Regardless, this man is going in as a punk bitch the Monday after WrestleMania. You couldn't beat me. You're coming in, getting booed out the building. Oh, you beat me, and I ain't coming back for six six months or more. Good for you. He's fucked, Scott. He's fucked. He is, and that's why I say just let Cena win, have a great moment to start the show, and then you can have Theory beat him. I mean, like, Cena already laid out the option, so at least if you do an option he didn't lay out, something different. Okay. We'll see how your theory plays out. But I still think Cena flies out of WrestleMania by 1030 Pacific. I'm just saying. With eight with eight extra pounds in his bag. <laughs> eight. How Try much is the 30. belt? 30? 30. The belts yeah. weigh 30 pounds? Those belts are heavy, dude. They are no, heavy. 30 pounds? 30 pounds, yes. Those belts are heavy, sir. Even that US title? Yes. You see how heavy that sucker is? All it's right. very heavy. It's very hefty. It's probably the heftiest belt besides the universal title. Hefty, hefty. I knew you was going to do it. <laughs> knew you was going to do it. I just know you too well. But we're going to segue to my match of the night, potentially. A match I have at a starting value of five stars off top. It is Seth freaking Rollins versus Logan Paul. This match is absolutely going to go ridiculous. I love Seth. I've grown to respect Logan Paul. The man's got talent in the ring. He's a great heel for this matchup. He's realized, hey, nobody's going to like me as a character. They respect me as a performer, but I know how to get that heat. Very thankful for that. And Seth Rollins is over right now. They're going to sing his song down to the ring on Saturday night. It's going to be a vibe. It's going to be a moment. And it is going to be an absolutely spectacular match. We're going to see them fly. We're going to see them do cool shit. I, I do wonder if Logan Paul saw the Vikingo footage from Dynamite oh, last oh Wednesday. God. Because if he did, he's going to pull off some of that shit. And he, no. might, he might shock us again. I know he's got the footage, Scott. He saw Vikingo kill it. He's going to say, I can do that. I can do that 415 to her, Karana. Yes, I can. <sighs> Into a, into a poison Rana. Yes. And off inverted, the top. Off the apron. inverted 450. Yes. I, yeah, I don't, he don't need to be doing all that. Like, that dude, nah, he, he ain't doing it. His people tell, <laughs> his people see him trying that stuff in his own personal gym that he got. Now, hey, listen, you won't be doing that. Okay? Because <laughs> here's what everybody's not talking about. That match was incredible, by the way, the Vikingo and, and Kenny Omega. When he did that six that that six thirty on the outside, the back of his head hit the ring apron when he went through that table. Okay, Logan Paul is not doing that. He's not doing that. And Seth Rollins is probably like, listen, you're incredible, you're a great athlete, dude, but you're not doing that, and I'm not taking that. I am not taking that bump. Okay. Um, but you're probably right. He probably is going to at least do at least something that he saw out of that or commander, you know, he's been, you know, he's all oh, over yeah. the internet. So I'm sure he's seen commander. I could definitely see him trying to run, walk the ropes into a flip or something. Um, I think at the, the floor for this match is four and a half. I think that's the floor. Um, I'm not going to say five just because I'm going to give a little room for Arabic just in case Logan does try to try one of those ridiculous moves. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just give him a little room for error. So the floor is four and a half. I think Logan Paul wins. I 
I, I I got Logan Paul pulling an upset because I think he gets another title shot later down later on this year. Oh boy, I like how you think, but I'm gonna go with Seth. The man got knocked out two times. Whew. It ain't gonna happen a third time. I can't see it, but I'm still gonna stick with my five stars because Logan Paul in every match has escalated and changed the game from his tag team match against the Miz, which was what, three and a half stars. Mm -hmm. Then he clears four stars in a singles match against the Miz at SummerSlam. Then he ups the ante again, has a four and a half star match against Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. The next level for me is five stars. And you got Seth freaking Rollins who delivered five stars against Cody Rhodes last year inside Hell in a Cell torn pecking off of Cody. Can you imagine two healthy dudes going back and forth? No cage. You just flying and doing crazy shit. I got five stars and I got Seth winning. We're definitely getting the, uh, the springboard spot. I'm fully expecting to get that in the middle. That'll be a great shot. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't wait for this match. It's going to be a, it's going to be a very tough match to follow. It is. Cannot wait to see it on Saturday. That is for sure because it is Logan Paul's 28th birthday. Dude's 28 and not even hitting his prime as a wrestler. That's crazy to think for his level of experience. As we segue to the six-woman tag team match involving Trish Stratus and the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions Lita and Becky Lynch versus Damage Control's Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Neo Sky. This feud has been ongoing since SummerSlam 2022 from late July onward with Becky's injury coming back right before Survivor Series. It is the feud that will truly never, ever end. I feel like Lamb Chop play along. It's the feud that never ends. It goes on and on, my friends. They started feuding, and they don't know when to stop, Scott. But I'm picking Trish, Lita, and Becky to win. I got damage control winning this match. Um, There has to be a reason that they decided to go with uh, Lita and Becky as tag champions instead of Lita and Trish. Uh, the rumors going around that Trish is going to turn on Lita. I mean, turn on Becky. And I could see that set up a match later on with Becky and uh, Trish. I could see them doing that. And that makes sense. And like damage control, they've been together. And I don't think they've won a serious match. And like you'd hit the lamb chop. That was spot on. This is the never ending story. Um, and not the good movie. This is just the never ending story between Becky Lynch and Bailey. Like, good Lord. So yeah, I got damage control. I I think they finally win a match. I like how you think on this one as well. I'm going to pick the baby faces still. Trish would turn on her team. Maybe at backlash in May. Because Becky and Lita's got to drop those tag team titles to somebody. And Trish is going to play a factor in that somehow, some way. And Trish being a heel in 2023, we'll see. I loved heel Trish from 04 to 05. She was magnificent. I don't know if Trish the Legend is going to get booed, but we shall see. Oh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a failed attempt. Like, she's not going to get booed. Like, I don't know. It's not going to work, but I, that that's the rumor. And I could see it. I, I It makes sense why she's not the tag champion. Because we were asking, why wouldn't you just do Trish and Lita as tag champions if you're going to do it? So that would make sense. It would explain why she's not. 
I could see that happening. Yes, should be a good match, and I'm ready for this feud to be over because I am over it. As we move on to the spectacle match of the weekend, Brock Lesnar versus Omos with MVP. Now, I will say that their in-ring interactions have been less than smooth. Brock stumbling, trying to go after Omos and trying to grab a scale and Omos big boots. And we have a clothesline spot that goes awry a couple of weeks ago as well. But I'm still in for the spectacle match of WrestleMania weekend. The goal of this match is for Brock Lesnar to pick up Omos for German suplexes, take him to Suplex City repeatedly, but most importantly, pick his ass up for an F5 to pop the crowd at SoFi Stadium because Scott mentioned earlier that Brock Lesnar performed a miracle about five years ago at WrestleMania 33 in Orlando maybe six years ago now, it was Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg for the Universal Championship. And I thought at the time that was the Megazord versus the Dragon Zord. Here we are again in 2023. It's Megazord versus Dragon Zord part two. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I bring that match up because nobody expected anything good to come out of the, those matches. And uh, we, we actually got a good match. And I think it's going to be the same thing here. Like Omos is a good athlete and he just, he hasn't been given a lot of opportunities and let's keep in 100. He had a good match with Braun Strowman who I've sung a lot of praises to and who's had good matches, but let's not act like Braun Strowman is his workhorse or is n- anywhere near the worker that Brock Lesnar is. Brock Lesnar is very smart. He know he's not going to go out there and try to do anything that he can't do. So they're going to keep it basic, but that's what they've done really well with Omos. All of his offense looks impressive. He's visually impressive and we don't get to see Brock Lesnar look like a little man that often. Like we don't get to see Brock Lesnar play the babyface in peril. So this is a different version of Brock um as as Gigi likes to call him moonshine Brock. Um, Babyface, he's, he's great in this role. So I think the moment we get that first German, because he's going to fail a couple times, when we get that first one and he enters Suplex City, the crowd's going to go nuts. Like the crowd is going to react big to this match. The visuals are just going to be great. It's going to be a night. This would be the match I would put after a Logan Paul, Seth Rollins. This would be the type of match. Where I can, you know, Brock Lesnar is going to get a reaction. You know, him lifting Omos is going to get a reaction. And you know, it's a match that's not going to be long. It'll be a nice little, a different kind of match than that, you know, the long, we can probably call it a classic match we'll get between Logan and Rollins. So, yeah, I, and as far as the winner, I got Brock winning the match, even though I think the Hurt Business is reforming very soon, but I got Brock winning. I got Brock winning too. I am ready for the F5. That's what I'm sold on. That is going to be the hype, the moment for me at WrestleMania. This will be a surprisingly good match. Brock tends to show up big for the big Hoss moments. I expect WrestleMania to be no different. Omos is in great shape. I do miss him in his suits because he was tailored and he was dressed to the nines. Now, Scott, here's a very important question. What the hell is the Hurt Business? I thought we was reconstituting the people. And, you know, that's that's in the back of my mind and thinking maybe Omos is winning because maybe we do get a Hurt Business reunion. But I, I just feel like it would have made more sense to reunite them on the way and then have Brock just destroy Shelton and Cedric. But I don't know, maybe maybe they're saving the Hurt Business for later down the line, um, you know, 
I just really hope this man doesn't massacre MVP. MVP don't need to be taking them type of suplexes that Brock will be throwing out. And I can already see this man getting F5 through a table on the outside. Oh, Lord. MVP can't take that kind of bump. Let's pray for him now. Let's pray for him now. That's asking a lot. He has a bad knee. I don't want that for him. But hopefully he doesn't go through too much against Brock during WrestleMania weekend. As we segue to Bianca Belair versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. Now, this match is going to be very good. But the storytelling leading up to this match has been a bit lacking for me. They try to make up for it via some good video packages chronicling the careers of Bianca and Asuka this past Monday on Raw. But it's not enough for me to care emotionally about this match. So therefore, both ladies got to overcompensate by delivering in the ring when it counts most. I think they will do so. It is going to be a task to get the fans into this because there's no emotional thread to hook them at this point. Yeah, I agree. Um, The build has not been good. Bianca Belair has had two of the better, two of the bigger matches at the last two years, WrestleManias. She's also put in two classics. Um, I expect this to be three years in a row where she puts in another great match. I expect her to retain her title this year uh, at this year's WrestleMania as well. So, you know, I, I'm looking forward to the match. This would be, she's already established herself as, and correct me if I'm wrong, Keela, the longest reigning black champion of all time, male or female in WWE. That is correct. That record was broken a couple of weeks ago. And MVP, crazily enough, held that record as the longest reigning United States champion in WWE history, and now Bianca Belair is a, is the longest-reigning black champion in company history, and I expect her to have another spectacular WrestleMania moment three years in a row. Yeah, that, that's an incredible feat. Um, yeah, I got Bianca retaining her title and Asuka going nuts afterwards. I would love to see it. I'm also picking Bianca Belair to retain the title, as she will mark one year as champion very, very soon. Next up... On the card is another match for the SmackDown Women's Championship involving Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. They had the great pull-apart brawl a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown. But I keep saying repeatedly that they have missed the heart of this rivalry the last two times they've ran this feud back. Because, yes, Rhea Ripley is confident and she asks herself, why aren't you afraid of me, Charlotte Flair? Why you don't? Why don't you fear me? Why are you not afraid of me? And Charlotte Flair should say this. I have beat you time and time again at WrestleMania 20, at WrestleMania in 2020, at Money in the Bank in 2021. I've always had your number. You can't beat me when it counts most. Why should I fear you when I can always beat you? And that should be the selling point, the draw, the point of this match. It will be physical. It will be bruising. They will absolutely tear down the house. I firmly believe that. But that little nugget of the storyline for me is missing, despite Rhea Ripley saying she knows what she has to do. She knows it. But I just wish Charlotte Flair would have verbalized why she's not scared, because she always has Rhea's number. Well, that's because Charlotte Flair uh, is getting heckled by the fans and then just reverts back to her natural instincts and wants to just bomb on them. So she forgot everything she was going to say. Like, I agree with you. Everything you said is spot on, Keela. Like, the, the, the whole gist of the story and that Rhea has never been able to beat Charlotte in the big moments. And, uh, you know, Rhea has beaten literally everyone else except for Charlotte Flair. Um, like, regardless of how we feel about Charlotte, she is the opportunity. 
she has established herself as a big deal. Um, for better or for worse, you can call her the Roman Reigns of the women's division. You know what I mean? Like, she, you beat Charlotte Flair, that means something. So that that's the story. And and Rhea tries to tell, they try to tell it when Rhea cuts her promos. And, you know, she talks a lot about why aren't you scared of me? But in in the middle and, and at the beginning, she's always like, you know, you are great. And I know I have to beat you to, to become a superstar. I want to get to where you are. But then it just gets lost in everything else. So I agree with you. Oh, man. You know, I talk about the Tom Brady effect. Charlotte, you want to talk about somebody you don't bet against at WrestleMania. (laughs) Rhea should win. Like, this should be a no-brainer. But it's Charlotte Flair we're talking about. I I really don't know who's going to win this match, man. I'm going to pick Rhea because that's who should win, but I would not be surprised if Charlotte retains. Listen, Rhea Ripley should, and I think she will win this match. She must. We got to break this curse. Rhea Ripley is a star. She is a superstar, in fact. These fans kind of low-key want to cheer for her, they chant mommy at her every time she's out there with Dominic Mysterio. She's by herself. The fans want this. She'll be the baby face at WrestleMania. De facto. That's a fact. Charlotte Flair can lean in into being a heel doing this match, but she cannot beat Rhea Ripley again. Not at WrestleMania, not for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And I like the fact that Rhea Ripley told us when she passed Bianca Belair, I'm going to get back to that. Don't worry about it. But I want this match because I have to prove a point by beating you. I just wish I was expressed a bit more. But in terms of intensity and emotion, they're going to kill it at WrestleMania. That could be one of the best matches of the weekend when it's all said and done. Oh, I think it will be. Let's not forget, during the pandemic uh, pay-per-view, that was the best match at that WrestleMania. And if there were fans there... I think it would have even elevated that match even more. Like that was a great match. And we ain't even going to talk about my girl Rhea Ripley coming out in the Vegeta uh, Saiyan outfit either, which was just an extra bonus on top of it. Uh, we're not going to get anything cool like that because she has to dress in her uh, Wednesday Wednesday uh, attire, her Wednesday club attire. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, uh, we're not going to get any cool outfits. But, yeah, this match will be great. So hopefully Rhea wins. But listen, again, I just want to make sure I'm putting it out there. Don't be surprised if Charlotte wins. Like, I just knew Oscar was going to beat her. Saw how that went. I knew Rhea was going to beat her the other time. Saw how that went. Oh. The Oscar one still hurts my soul. The Oscar one hurts a lot. And it was a great match. But when she tapped out to that figure eight, like, oh, my God. I couldn't believe it at the time. But it was a great match. Fantastic match. I, I it would any any other time, but like any other time if, if for that match, like it, it's fine. Like if Oscar had already been beaten and this was down the road, it's fine. But at WrestleMania for Oscar's first loss, man, to be against Charlotte too, it's ah, she lost a lot of mystique after that, and I, I think it's a testament to Oscar that she never really fell off. You know, she always stayed near the top. She was always in the mix with all the horsewomen because a lot of people would, you know, lose in that match. Like that tapping out at WrestleMania after winning the Rumble and coming up short, 
a lot of people would have felt. I mean, look what look at Shinsuke. Shinsuke would never rebounded back, but Asuka was able to rebound back, and that's the talent of Asuka. Absolutely. She has been on a career renaissance since then, and she's in a prime spot of this is WrestleMania vying for the Raw Women's Championship as we continue with our preview with what I believe should be the main event of night one of WrestleMania. It is Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. I think this match is going to be absolutely amazing. One of the better boat stories in WrestleMania history because I've called this since the summer of 2022. I wanted this tag team match. I got it. The story has exceeded every expectation. It's been amazing for the last eight months and it culminates in this match for the undisputed tag team titles at WrestleMania. And I do believe this is going to be the night that KO and Sammy beat the Usos to end their streak at 600 plus days. And it will end with Sammy Zayn delivering Haluva kick to Jey Uso. And he will say with Shawn Michaels to Flair back at WrestleMania 24, back in 2008. I'm sorry. I love you. Best story in wrestling, um, and specifically the Sami Zayn, Jay Uso story. Um, the overall bloodline thing is that's still ongoing, but this 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 smaller story has just been excellent. Uh, we've talked about it for months. Not a lot needs to be added, especially what you just said right there. Um, yeah, I, I think Sami Zayn and KO win. I know um, the you know John LaRocca, who uh, does a great uh, the fight for the fight game media. With us, our brother there, he he said something that was pretty interesting. He thinks it'd be interesting if, um, you know, the Usos win and Roman loses, which would be interesting. But I think we are getting uh, the modern day uh, you know, Voldemort and Eddie Guerrero moment with them, Sammy and KO holding the titles as the confetti falls, you know, hugging each other, an emotional scene to close out WrestleMania. And not only that, you close out WrestleMania with a tag team title match. That's that's that. If anything marks the 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 marks a Triple H era and the end of a Vince McMahon era, it's closing out a WrestleMania with a tag team title match. That would be the biggest f you to Vince ever to say tag team tag team wrestling matters here on the grandest stage of them all to headline night one of WrestleMania via this matchup because it is the belt it is the best built story. The bloodline is the best faction in wrestling and this has been the best storyline in wrestling for a while. At one point I had the elite and Hangman Page's story is the best story. This is the best story in terms of Sami Zayn being that MVP, being that guy that pulls on your heartstrings. He can make you laugh. He can make you cry. He can make you happy and angry, depending on the storyline direction. And the Usos have been great. Jay especially has been magnificent in the storyline. And Kevin Owens is Kevin Owens. And this is what I wanted for months. And they finally paid it off. And Triple H never deviated. It was very easy for him to kind of listen to what the people wanted because Sami Zayn is a very popular figure. He was vying for the Undisputed Championship a couple of months ago at Elimination Chamber, and he was over. And the fans, despite him losing, never gave him a lesser pop. He was still incredibly over, still a ratings draw, still pulling in those numbers for Fox and for WWE, and to see him being rewarded possibly via this main event for Diamond of WrestleMania and winning the tag team titles 
would be everything. It's a culmination of a storyline that has been put into a lot of care and consideration for the last half a year or so. And that is the biggest payoff to have tag team wrestling and the titles showcased in the main event spot to headline night one of WrestleMania. And, you know, I also think it'd just be a nice cap to have bloodline closing out WrestleMania, you know, bloodline closes out night one, Bloodline closes out night two. Um, Bloodline loses the gold night one. Bloodline loses the gold night two. Like there's a there's a storyline, there's a thread you could tell there. And you know, and, and Keila, please cut me off. Tell me I'm wrong. You know, if I say anything that is incorrect with what I'm about to say, you know, I I'm and I I'm all for women getting their fair shot, getting the same opportunities men get, getting the main event opportunities. But if the story in the match doesn't call for it, we don't need to have the women's main event just to have a women's main event. And I feel like that's why they want Charlotte and Rhea there when the story is the tag title match. Absolutely. No lie about that. And I'm not going to stop you. You're right. Unlike you forgetting about Johnny Gargano and Grayson Waller. And Gigi. And Gigi. And, and Gigi and gets cheddar biscuits too. And I cannot believe I forgot about her. Just shameful, Scott. Shameful. I ain't going to let that go. You just curved that whole match and forgot about Gigi Dolan. <laughs> just forgot it. Like that's oh. wow. We're talking about that. What about JC and Gigi? Where are they at? <laughs> Just skipped over it and then did not even acknowledge the match. He was like, next. I will <laughs> I, never forget I that. I did. As soon as I, because then you were like, oh, we, they are, they, you know, she is. I was like, oh, okay. That's, we don't even need to talk about Johnny. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to throw the hint, like, can you say it again? One more oh, time. Man. One more time. My goodness. A moment in rap history. But we're going to keep it going with a match I'm greatly looking forward to. Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. Father versus son. Something I always wanted and I finally get it. And Dominic Mysterio is low-key one of the MVPs of WWE today. He is a legitimate heat magnet. Not getting that go-away heat He's getting that go fuck yourself heat. And I love that for him. Prison Dom is the best thing to ever happen to Dominic Mysterio. His promos are better. His work is better too. And he has been absolutely amazing against his father leading up to this match at WrestleMania. Big test because this is your dad, the legend, the Hall of Famer. You got to show up toe to toe with your dad in the ring. We'll see how it goes, but it's going to be special and very emotional and heated. Yeah, I agree. This has been a great story as well. Dominic Mysterio, um, you know, has a good chance to be most improved the way he's going so far. This will, this should be his best match since the Seth Rollins match at SummerSlam. I fully expect that. I think Rey Mysterio gets the win here. Um, you know, there's no, there's no way that you're gonna let your son do all this, and then yeah, Rey Mysterio's got to get the win here, and then I think Dominic beats him. In backlash in front of that crowd. That's where I think Dominic gets his big win. Uh, but I, I got Rey Mysterio getting a nice win at, Rey, at WrestleMania. I agree. Rey's going to humble Dominic 
the leather belt will be available. Maybe a switch too to whoop that ass accordingly. Maybe Angie slaps her son for being a little bastard. I'm here for it all. I'm here for the family shenanigans of the Mysterio family. My second favorite storyline heading into WrestleMania weekend, no lie, because it's been really, really good. Next up is, is possibly a show stiller at WrestleMania. It's Braun Strowman and Ricochet, one of my favorite tag teams in WWE, along uh, versus Street Profits, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins, versus the Alpha Academy's Chad Gable and Otis, versus the Viking Raiders, Eric and I have earned a fatal four-way men's WrestleMania showcase tag team match. This could be a low-key show stiller because we got Montez Ford and Ricochet sharing airspace and possibly trading hops at the same time. And I am here for it. And on top of that, we saw a little preview on Monday Night Raw with Strowman having Ricochet on the show for, for a set on. And then we got Montez Ford taking flight and sailing mid-direction over the head of Braun Strowman onto Eric for the splash for the win. That's a morsel of what could happen during this match. But it's every team for themselves and I am hyped and I got the Street Profits winning this match. I'm going to go with man. I'm I'm going to go with Braun and uh and Ricochet. I think they end up taking the tag match and you're right this this should be a good one too. This is just going to be a big spot fest, big move, big move. Um this will just get the crowd going. This will be one of those matches they put on after uh either the triple threat or some long match, but yeah, this will be a, a fun match as well. But yeah, I got a, I'll take a, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm gonna go with Braun and Ricochet. Not a bad pick. I call him Thickashay these days because mm. I'm putting in that weight work. So I like that idea as well. And that could be a number one contenders shot for those tag team titles. Whoever may be the champions walking out of WrestleMania it's going to be a low-key banger. Not going to lie, I like everybody in this matchup, and it's going to be one of the better matches for WrestleMania weekend as we move on to our second showcase match involving the team of Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez versus Natalia and Shotzi versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville who made it to the WrestleMania card on Monday Night Raw. This match is going to be I, and I expect Liv Morgan to be the most over person in this match. Yeah, um, Liv Morgan, who has been champion most of the year, is now regulated to a tag team match. This is as Vince McMahon as you can get. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I can't see Ronda and uh, Shayna being in this match and not winning. So, um, I'm, I'm gonna go with Ronda and Shayna. Safe pick. I agree as well. I like Liv and Raquel. They're probably my favorite team in this match, but they ain't gonna win though. Ronda and her one good arm, and Shane is going to pull it out somehow, some way. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Nothing special. Hate to say it, but it's true. As we segue to Edge, Brood Edge, most likely, versus the Demon Finn Balor in a hell and a cell match. And I have heard the news. The blood red cell is dead. The OG cell is back, and for that, that's a victory. But I am here, not only for the match, but I am going to be living for the WrestleMania entrances. Hearing the Brutes theme one more time, if Gangrel pops up, I'm going to pop. And I cannot wait to see the demon. The demon Finn Balor appear at WrestleMania for the first time ever. Just give me my OG music back. I hate that Judgment Day mix. Give me the OG 
demon Balor treatment. That's all I ask. Yeah, I, I need all that. Um, this should be another good one. This is this is going to be a 30-minute match, but this should be fun. Edge is. Uh, I saw an interview where Edge said he's going to try and do some really stupid stuff. So who knows what Edge is going to pull out. I've seen some rumors. I don't know how true they are. We know TK is a pretty petty guy. I don't see him being this nice, but of Christian possibly showing up. So I think that would be incredible, and that would be a nice way to counter Damien. You know, if you saw Gangrel, everybody would be like, all right, that's cool. We expect that. That's cool. But then if you see Christian show up, too, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, we, yes. You know, it's like, oh, <laughs> wait a minute. We got some problems here. So I think because I could – like you could have Gangro show up, Damien takes him out, then here comes. Oh man! So I hope that's true because that would be a really cool visual and to see them two sharing a WrestleMania stage one more time. That would be awesome. As far as the who wins the match, man, you know you hate to see the Demon lose, but is Edge going to lose a Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania with an you know a potential Christian and a you know comeback and a brew thing like? You have all this WrestleMania is where the you know the the story culminates and you know the good guy is supposed to get his comeuppance at WrestleMania. I'm gonna go with the Demon Finn Balor. I am going to pick Brood Edge. I love Brood Edge, and you just got me excited. If Christian Cage appears in the fire at WrestleMania, I might cry. Because TK would be very generous that night to offer us for a night Christian Cage. If he pops up in a turtleneck, even better. Because I would laugh my ass off. But I would love it. Edge, I can see winning the match to win the feud outright. The Finn aspect of it with the demon persona, it does give me pause. Because I don't want to see him lose via the paint. But... I still expect this to be a very good match, and I can only imagine the crazy shit Edge is going to do inside Hell in a Cell. And the good news is, unlike last year with Edge and AJ Styles, Edge and Finn Balor have great chemistry. And a valuable lesson has been learned in the last year, and that Edge found out that the people don't want to boo a guy that came back from a debilitating neck injury. He came back. He was over. They love you. They will always love you. You are legend emeritus. You are never going to be booed. And he quickly realized that. But on the plus side, he got that haircut and he looks younger. Just needs a little bit of conditioner to make sure that the edges are smoothed out for WrestleMania. But I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> you want to talk about me taking shots. You're taking shots at this <laughs> man's hair that he's trying to keep. He's His hair is barely hanging on. And you trying to come at this man for trying <laughs> no, to keep some minute. hair on his hair. He trying to not look like he's trying to not look like Stone Cold, and you coming at this man for trying to keep his hair. Maybe Beth liked the hair. I like it conditioned. <laughs> and one more thing: if Christian is going to show up and wear the black turtleneck, he should at least have some dirt stains, so it looks like he actually had to dig himself <laughs> out of out of that coffin he was buried alive in. So, if we're going to do it, let's just go ahead and do the whole thing. All right, let's act. Let's go and say Grand Grill literally raised him from hell from the dead you know that's where they're coming from anyway right the canon from promotion to promotion <laughs> i am here for it the pathos the ethos of that <laughs> of edge's partner his best friend rising from the ashes literally there's dust off his shoulders from the turtleneck 
because Gangrel brought him back to life. Make this happen, Tony. What can we do to make this happen? What you what you need from trips, Tony? What wrestler do you need to send down to Ring of Honor and record a couple of YouTube shows for a few weeks? Who who do you need Triple H to let you borrow? You need Dragon Lee for a quick uh, Ring of Honor pay per view. You need him back for a quick show. You can have him. We'll send Mustafa Ali for a quick spell in the Ring there of Honor. There you go. Absolutely, and he would probably love it. Yes negotiate triple h negotiate okay give me this because scott has spoken it into existence and i need it to happen so please 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 let it happen i need this for my soul as we segue to gunther versus sheamus versus drew mcintyre in a triple threat match for the wwe intercontinental championship this match my starting value is five stars as well this is going to be the big host battle of the night. God bless anyone who must follow this match because it is going to be violent, bruising, possibly bloody. These men are going to beat the ever-loving hell out of each other. And I got Sheamus winning to finally become the one champion. He's never been in WWE, and that is the intercontinental champion on the grandest stage of them all by probably pinning his best friend, Drew McIntyre. Wow. Okay. That's a big call right there. I, uh, yeah, this is going to be a great match as well. This is probably going to be the most physical match on the card. Um, and honestly, this might rival any physicality of the weekend, except for maybe blood sport. It's probably the only thing that's going to be more physical than what we're going to see between these two because the chops, the kicks, the knees, the punches, it's going to be a hard-hitting affair, bruising. I got Gunther retaining. I think Gunther is going to be on a historic Intercontinental title run. I think it'll be very similar to Roman's. I don't know it's not going to last three years, but as far as his dominance and just running things, I, I see that continuing. Um, if Sheamus is going to win, I think it's going to be one-on-one. I, I I wouldn't even mind him if he keep, keeps it until the next like clash and they just run it back that next year and be like, all right, it's been a year since. Because I do think Sheamus needs to beat Gunther. It needs to be Sheamus, but I feel like it's got to be one-on-one. Pin Gunther. Um, so I, I I agree. I think Gunther or I, I think Gunther wins. Drew versus Gunther is a good match you can have to come out of this, and then you can – bring back Seamus whenever it's time for Gunther to lose that title. I can see that too, but I expect this to be a fabulous match at WrestleMania and prayers to who has to follow it because it ain't going to be an easy thing to do. I can assure you of that. And now Scott, it is time to talk about the main event that we know will be the main event for a night two of WrestleMania as we put a bow on this review, or shall I say review or preview for WrestleMania weekend. It is going to be, Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. This would be the most expensive match in WrestleMania history in terms of pyro alone. Scott has suggested that the pyro will cost a gate. It could be two gates combined by the time all the pyro goes off. But in all seriousness, this is a match involving Cody Rhodes, the 2023 Men's Warrior Rumble winner, vying for a shot at the championship to become the champion in the Rhodes family to win the first major world championship in the Rhodes family to finish his story dating back to really a start in WWE in 2007 on the main roster 
Roman Reigns, longest reigning champion of this generation and 900 plus days. Bloodline could be crumbling apart by the end of night one. We'll see about it. But this match is going to be the match to really set the tone for what we will see post-WrestleMania season. Scott, who you got? I, I got Cody, man. I think he finishes the story. I think, uh, you know, we have the crowning of a new champion, a new era. I think the first thing we see but that raw after is Cody, Sammy, and KO standing in the standing in the ring, ushering in a new era. And then Austin Theory will come out. That way we have all the champions, you know, they'll then they'll punk him out. But that's what I think. I think Cody wins. Uh we get a, a huge moment. Uh it's just I can't even I can't even remember what it what Roman looks like being pinned. You know, I can't even remember what that even looks like. So this is going to be a moment in time. This is going to be, this is, this is the moment that we've been building towards since last year's WrestleMania. Like when Cody came back last year, we all knew that this was a destination that was probably going to happen. And even though everybody knew it was coming, everybody's been on board with this journey. So I think they complete it. They finished this. Well, not finished, but they, they end this chapter of the bloodline story. Cause there's a lot left to tell, but they end this chapter of Roman's historic title reign. And I, I love the story of him coming up just short of a thousand days. I, I think that's a very intriguing story than him actually hitting the thousand days. Mm. I'm going to go with Cody as well. It's time. I love Roman, but it's time. I want a new championship. Will Cody bring back the Wingo Eagle, Scott? That's the question. Ah, oh, man, I I'd love for him to. I mean, I'm I don't want to see. I I only need to see him carry two belts one time. I need to see him lifting them up at the end of WrestleMania, and then just walking out with them. And we know Cody likes to debut new titles. He debuted the white. Well, not new, but re-debut old classic titles. He brought back the old white IC title. I would not be opposed to it. But if you're going to do that, then can I get Sammy and KO to bring back the old tag titles too? Ooh, yes. I thought we had those and they've been hiding them for so long. Well, can I, can I get them back instead of the ones that we, instead of the ones that we got? I don't need Sammy and KO walking around with four belts either. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? We don't need six (laughs) belts anymore. I agree. It's a lot of hardware, and I am tired of seeing the Michigan State Spartan belts anyway, so we can get rid of them. <laughs> That's, that is fantastic. <laughs> I have never thought that is fantastic. exactly what they are. When they get new titles, they just need to put green straps on them and just give those away to Mr. Izzo. I'm sure he'd love to have them. <laughs> Exactly. Like, hey, you're the champs just for you guys. Perfect. Spartans right there, front and center. No worries. We have them copper and silver. Congrats to you. But yeah, I need new belts for the tag team scene and for the universal title scene. There is a new belt being commissioned. I don't know for what. Hopefully we see it by WrestleMania weekend. Maybe it's a winged eagle belt. We'll see about it. But I got Cody winning the chip to wrap up a very busy and exciting WrestleMania weekend. This wraps up our preview for NXT Stand 
and deliver. And WrestleMania 39 going down over two nights at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. I hope you enjoy this little sneak peek into what you can expect for the busiest weekend of our lives. Scott, thank you so much for joining me as we found a way to chop it all up when it comes to WrestleMania week. Yeah, Keela, as always, it's a pleasure to chop it up and talk all things WWE. Um, I'm glad we were able to get a show out. I'm sorry we went a little long. We we went off topic a couple times, but this is what we do. This is the wrap. Uh, it's another great I, – I consider this the the year mark as far as wrestling goes. This is the end of the year for me and the beginning of the year. I, uh, so it, it's been a great year uh, here on the wrap again. I'm looking forward to the next wrestling calendar year as WrestleMania – the day after WrestleMania starts the new day one. So I'm looking forward to that. And I want to give a quick shout-out to my son, who will be turning one uh, on the 30th. So WrestleMania weekend will always have a special place because uh, it will be the weekend that my boy was born. So shout-out to Roman, the tribal chief, as he'll be turning <laughs> one years old, as uh, the other tribal chief will be losing his title. Interesting dynamic there. <laughs> well, at least your Roman still rules the house. Roman won't have a tribe <laughs> right. after Sunday. See, your Roman's still going to be running shit, and I'm proud of him for that. Yeah, I really am. He's been running stuff since he came out the womb. <laughs> Happy birthday to the real tribal chief, Roman. Thank you, Scott, for being here as always. And I loved how you teased at the beginning of this show off air. This is going to be brief, right? <laughs> we don't do brief. We never do brief. We never do quick. That's what she said. Um, but, but listen, you know, looking forward to WrestleMania. It's going to be great. You know, can't wait to talk to y'all on, the, on, on Sunday and Monday. You are so. I am done. Okay. So he wants to lower the bar at the very end of the show to beat those allegations, those accusations, those false accusations. But I'm going to let that go. Because Scott tried it. And he still would acknowledge Johnny Wrestling versus Grayson Waller. But we're going to go now. We're going to bid you adieu. And until then, for myself and for Scott, we'll be back Sunday morning with night one of our WrestleMania recap and NXT stand and deliver. Until then, enjoy the Hall of Fame, SmackDown, Stand and Deliver, WrestleMania, all the shows going around in L.A. that you can find on Fight TV, Pay-Per-View, anywhere that you want to pay to see what you need to see this weekend. Until then, take care and a bye-bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.